0: be a shout over this city. So many things have been declared over this place. But this is going to be a place of life. This is going to be a place of freedom. This is going to be one of the most livable cities in all of Australia because God has got his hand on Morayfield. And we two years ago started something and now we've got a place. I'm going to talk a little bit about that in just a moment. But it took courage, took courage on a number of people's parts. We're going to speak about that. But we are going to see the name of Jesus lifted up. That's what we're here for. It's not for the glory of merch Church. It's not for the glory of myself or Pastor Joe or anything about our church. It's for the glory of Jesus Christ. Jesus loves the people of Morayfield. He loves the people of Morayfield. And so whether you never ever come back in a sense to field because you go to one of our other locations, you'll have a part of what God is doing here. And so we are saying to the powers and principalities, God is having His way. God is having His way. And it takes courage. And it's a great thing. You can take your seats. What a great atmosphere. You are not being been excited about this day for a long, long time. This day has been stirring myself for a a long, long time. I just, I've thought about it, I've prayed about it, I've seen it, and to just see this place full. You know, a couple of weeks ago on a Tuesday we came, it it didn't look like this. (laughs) It did not look like this. And so we have to give Joe just a great hand for all the work and all the volunteers who've just done so much. It's just excellent. It's just excellent to see so many people. You know, I, I, I'm an emotional guy, right? So I've actually done very well not to cry up to this point. But it's just hard when I just see so many people. But this is who God wants to reach. You know, we're going to fill this place again, but with people who have yet to know Jesus. That's what we're here for. For people who have yet to know Jesus, that's why the church exists. That's why the church exists. And we're going to see it happen. And to see you here as a faith step, as a, as a step to say, God is, 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 is alive. To see, that, to see you here today is just fantastic and wonderful. Well, we have uh, a special guest with us today, and I'm going to ask him to come and speak to us. He's the uh, member for Longman. Here, which is the, the Moray Field sits in. But he's not just here today as a member of parliament and someone who we've elected into officialdom. He's here actually as a friend of this house, right? He's someone who uh, loves Jesus himself, brought his wife here today as well. And uh, two years ago, when we started Moray Field, the very first meeting we had, uh, Terry Young was actually there. And he spoke and he actually prophesied over us and uh, God has been doing things in that ensuing two years. And so I just thought it was very fitting to ask him to come on this building and, and when we're just building out, uh, having a building launch and uh, that he would come and he would just share with us. So let's put our hands together as Terry just comes to share with us today.
1: Thanks, everyone. Um they reminded me before on the green moon, and I'd clean forgotten that your first uh, day was the day after the election. And I've got to tell you that I was knackered. So because I spent about six weeks campaigning. I think I was up to about one o'clock or 1.30 that morning. And uh, and I came along the next day. And I don't think I've ever prophesied in public before. So it was probably because I was that wiped out that it was all God and nothing of me. So it was, yeah, so it was really, really great. And uh, look, uh, Alex, stand up. This is my beautiful wife, and, um, and and we're a team. And people think that when you get elected, it's just you, but it's not. It's your, it's your partner, it's your spouse, and uh, you know she imparts so much wisdom, and she and she prays for me constantly because I constantly need it uh, in this job. And and she's such an awesome woman. So I love you, baby. So um, one thing I wanted to share was. Um, uh, I was convinced before I got into politics that I came from the um, uh, private sector and, uh, and I believe that um, governments can't fix humanity's problems. And uh, now I've been in for two years, I'm absolutely convinced of it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we tend to put Band-Aids on things and we throw a lot of money at programs and looking after people. But at the end of the day, you know, people only behave a certain way because it's an outward expression of an inward condition and the problem is is that you know people aren't right inside and when they get right inside then it permeates the outside and we've seen that in so many and i'm sure you're all walking testimonies here of that because you know i came to christ when i was 28 so i was a bit of a a late bloomer and um and you know there's a lot of stuff and there's still stuff i'm dealing with now but the thing about it is i've got this assurance and i know that god is dealing with me and, and he fixes those things and I'd love to see us put more money into things like chaplaincy and churches and things like that but you know unfortunately this country has turned away from our Christian uh, roots but I I honestly believe there's a return to it and yeah I do and um, you know our Prime Minister is a strong believer and I want you to be encouraged that we actually have a, I don't know what you call them here, they're called small groups, connect groups care groups, whatever you want, uh, that we meet on a Tuesday every time we sit in Parliament and uh, we have a pastor comes across from Sydney and runs this group and there's about 12 or 13 really solid Christian MPs in our government and we all meet together and we do a bible study and we pray for our nation and our community so that's behind the scenes that you don't see which is a really good thing um, so be really encouraged by that and look you know I'm from this area I was born and bred in Kalanga I've lived most of my life in Morton Bay and a lot of it in Morayfield and Caboolture and we get a, a pretty tough wrap up here um, you know, and the thing about that God showed me, I was reading, I have been feel, I've felt compelled to read the story of Elisha and David the last few weeks. And uh, when I was on the way down here, I was thinking about, you know, your church and, and this area and all the churches that, that are springing up here. And it's like when Elisha, there was a servant, came in and he said to Elisha, he was, he was afraid because he saw the enemies all around. And we have a lot of enemies, you might call them drug dealers, and you know, there's all this stuff that's around here. And Elisha prayed and said, God, open his eyes so that he can really see what's there. And, he, and the servant's eyes were open and there was this, he could see this horde of angels around. And that was God's. So my prayer for this church is that you would see that even though things may look bleak, that God has got an army of angels around this place. And I, I really believe that. You know. And I I believe that we're going to have a a, a real victory and revival in this area. And it's no coincidence that your church has been planted here. Uh, And there's been another couple of churches and they're very uh, spirit-filled and they're ready to go. So I can just feel there's going to be a war. And I've read the end of the book, we win. So it's a good one, right? So that's great. But anyway, I want to to bless you all. And thank you so much for the honour of coming along and sharing a few things with you. And I'll pass you over to Joe, Pastor Joe.
2: Amazing, isn't it, when God positions his people for influence. It's awesome. Well, welcome again. If you need the toilets at all, you can see the toilet sign. Head down the hallway. And uh, ladies and gents are down there. There's a parents' room, and a breastfeeding room. And then through here, we've got all of our kids as well. So you know what? Moira is used to hearing the kids just behind the stage. But uh, I guarantee you they're having a blast in there. But we can't hear them anymore, which is a uh, Which is not a bad thing, but I know they are pumping it in over there. Afterwards, please stick around because we have a barbecue. We've got the cafe. and We've got two coffee carts running. Thank you, Pastor Dave and the Redcliffe team for bringing that one over. So sausage sizzle and stick around. There'll be building tours. You can go around and have a look. You know, this isn't even all of it as well. Youth, young adults, there's a loft. So you go towards the toilets. It's not open yet. It will be opening soon. But you go left up the stairs to the loft, and uh, we're going to have prayer rooms, chill rooms, life group rooms, breakout rooms. It's going to be awesome up there, which is super exciting. But you know what? Jesus is the one for the last two years that has been telling me personally. He's he's been saying, Joe, unless the Lord builds the house. Many of you know me. I'm a doer. I like to get my hands in and, and do, and it's hard for someone like my personality to wait. And last year during COVID, I was like, God, this building that we're in can only have 52 people. And I was convicted because I know the church over in China and lots of other places grows under permanent restrictions. But for me, I was like, God, how do we grow your church under restriction? He just kept on encouraging, Joe, unless the Lord builds the house. And you know the verse, we'll labor in vain. And so we've really taken a step back and we've asked God, well, God, we want you to build your house and we want to come into alignment with that. But it's not on one person, it's not on two people, it's not on a handful of people, it's upon the labourers. Jesus looked out and he saw the harvest that has been ready since he declared it was ready over 2,000 years ago and it's still ready today. It's ripe and his heart broke for it and he said, few are the labourers. But you know what, this place already has a growing team of labourers. A growing team of people willingly selling out and serving alongside the heart of Jesus to build his house. And so I want to say thank you to my team because the team is awesome. What they've done, what they've put together for us, for this service and what we're going to do for this region. And so we had a special thank you dinner right here in this room a couple of days ago on the 26th of May. And uh, we rolled out two tables and table settings and we had KFC chicken and chips and salads and fancy stuff. And then we brought out a cake, a very special cake, and I had the number two on it because it was our second birthday of this church. 26th of May, 2019 was our first service in the cinema over there. A couple of days later, we're launching in the facility that God has blessed us with. You know, we thought it was here, we thought it was there, but unless the Lord builds the house... And so we want to say thank you to the team publicly today. And we've got a gift for you all as well. So if you are on any of the server teams for Moirifel, would you stand your feet and make your way up onto the stage? You know who you are. Come on up. There's like 60 of you. So I know who you are. Make sure you're up here. We want to love on you. Come on, keep that applause going. Look at them all. So good. Are the kids' team in here as well? Yes? Kids' team? Quickly, someone run and grab their kids' team. That'd be awesome. They can sneak their way up onto the stage as well. That'd be wonderful. Well, team, it's just begun, this is the beginning. For us, we've been set up, set down, rolling into cinemas and carrying platforms down stairs and cramming little kids into a room up in heaven's knows where. (laughs) Tendai, Yukai, you guys like supplied half of the kids (laughs) for us, which is awesome. You know what? I notice when the Mazanis aren't in the house and uh, it's probably how Pastor Mark feels when the Fennelles leave. But team, you guys are legends. Thank you. You know what? I, I see a lot. And I know sometimes I, I probably walk past you and I, I don't thank you because I'm just like, oh, there's people going to hell. Like, let's just do it. Come on. Like, we've got to keep doing this. But I do thank you. And I do love you. And God, what he is doing in you and through you, you have no idea. You, you push a domino over when you touch someone's life. But you have no idea where that ends. And the thousands of people that could be touched just by your one touch. Just a little touch here, a little touch there, the the hem of the garment, so to speak. That's the anointing that's on your life as people who have chosen to serve in the house of God. And for any of you who serve in the house of God, it's the touch of the hem of his garment. To the outermost parts of our church, the, the front of the property with the welcome signs and everything that you see these guys doing. So thank you. Thank you. And I know that God is going to bless you abundantly, not just in the time to come, but the Bible says now as well. That's the gift that God will give to you. We've got a special gift that uh, you'll receive as you come off the the stage as well, but we want to pray for you. So church, would you extend your hand towards them and let's pray for them. Lord God, we thank you so much for this team. Lord, you know each of them by name. You know all of our kids team that have served weekly in the cinemas and in the school, Lord, you know what's going on in their lives. You know the sacrifice, Lord, the hours before, the hours after. God, you see what man does not see. And so, God, we pray that you would bless them abundantly, favour them abundantly. Lord God, we ask for the anointing to continue to flow in them and through them, we pray in Jesus' name. Lord God, their hands, bless them, bless what they touch, bless what they do, anoint their hands, make them skilled to continue to build in an excellence in your kingdom, an excellence in your temple. Lord, that your name would be known in this region and beyond, we pray in Jesus' name. Protect them, prosper them. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, amen. 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 Come on, give them one more round of applause. So good. Well, my friends, you can go that way or this way, and we've got a little another thank you for everything that you do. It's a token of our appreciation. We love you it 's so good. Church are you excited? Yeah. Yes, I know I am you know <laughs> in preparing for for this afternoon there's a there is a presence and a move of God that I know i 'm feeling I know pastor Mark's feeling, and uh, you 're all a part of this you know there's been so many hands at play, people that have Made this possible. People that have given, people that have loved, people that have prayed. And so I want to say as well to the entire Emerge Church family, thank you for believing in people in the kingdom of God, for saying yes, keep doing it. This world needs to know Him. Amen? Amen. Amen. Well, Pastor Mark, our senior pastor, let's welcome him to the stage as he brings the word of God. Amen.
0: Fantastic. As I said before, so good to see you. So many friendly, happy, smiling faces. And what I love, there's a whole lot of faces that I feel like I haven't seen before, which makes me happy as well. So if I haven't seen you before, my name is Pastor Mark. I'm the senior pastor with my beautiful wife, Nina. Why don't you stand? I If you're new here today... This is Nina. Everyone knows the best part of me is Nina. The best thing about me is Nina. So uh, I just—it's uh, just great to see so many people here, and, and I love it. This is just uh, just what God is doing, and uh, a sense of what is going to come. Everyone, say with me: God is, God is good. Say it to me one more time: God is good. God is good, God is good. and that's how exactly I feel today. I'm glad we've got so many people that are helping us, that work so hard. But to be honest, I give glory to God. I give glory to God. The church is God's idea. And I like today... Because the church is being established in a stronger way, as Terry said, there are other churches here. It's not like we are the one church, and all of a sudden, you know, it's much better because we're here. No, we're just adding to the spiritual climate of the church that's already here. Because there are, we could fit another fifty churches in Morayfield and still not have enough for the need of the people that are out there. So this morning, I asked Jason whether he would. Do that Take Courage song. Because I honestly believe that we're in a Take Courage miracle. The Bible tells us in Ephesians 2 verse 20 that the church, a church is built on apostles and prophets. right? And So what it's saying is is that the apostles, it means you're sent. The word apostle means sent one. So it means that it's built on the apostles that what you're doing is God's idea, not man's idea. So we're not here today because one day I just thought, why don't we go to Morayfield? seems like a good idea. What do you reckon, Joe? Should we go to Morayfield? Right? No, we're not here just on the whim of a man. We're here because God put on our hearts of the staff and of the board of myself that we should come to Morayfield. That God wanted a church. And I'll say how that happened a little while before. I'll say it now, actually. Right? I'm sitting in a uh Cafe, just having my morning coffee, reading a paper, and I read about Morayfield being in the top five most livable cities in Australia. And I'm going, that's not the Morayfield I've heard about. Is there another Morayfield? <laughs> right? And 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 I, it it made me wonder. And then when they looked at that, what they found out is they said, if you live in Morayfield, you have everything you need. You don't actually need to leave Morayfield. You've got the shops. You've got uh, education, you've got medical, everything you need is here in Morayfield. You've got transport, and it's all here. Yet, for many people, Morayfield was a place where sometimes was kind of spoken of in not so good terms. And I know what that's like, because I came from Northfield. Northfield in South Australia is not too much different from uh, Morayfield. Right, Northfield, this is this is how it was. Northfield is here, like one square is here. This is Northfield. Over here is Yatla Prison. That is the main prison of uh, South Australia. Over here is Hillcrest Hospital, right, which is the main mental institution of South Australia. Over here is the main infectious diseases hospital of South Australia. And if you somehow, you didn't make it through that, over here was Enfield Cemetery, where if you just, you know, that's where you ended up, right? So I was completely surrounded. I'd never heard the gospel before, and people used the name Northfield as not a good thing, not as a good thing. And so I had an affinity for that, and I just thought, God wants to make it the most livable place in Australia. God wants to do something in here, and something leapt in my spirit. I had no idea that uh, how it would happen, or what would happen, or any of those things. So I, I speak to you this morning saying that God's mission for more, I feel, is from God. That what we're doing here is from God. It's apostle sent. We are sent here. And then it's also built on the prophets, which is the word of the Lord. That God gives us a word. And that's why I wanted to actually speak and, and have that song, Take Courage. Because Morayfield began in the year where the word for our church was uh, say yes, say yes to Jesus. See, each year, I believe that God gives us a word that directs and guides and informs our decisions for the uh, beginning, uh, for for that year. What's our word for this year? Very good, very good. Right, so... In the year that Morayfield started, the word was say yes to God. And the song that we used to capture that sentiment, so to speak, was Take Courage, a song that we said, because it takes courage to say yes to God. You know, it took courage for a lady in our church to say yes to God when he asked her to give $100,000. It took courage for her to do that. I remember getting the cheque. And just keep looking at it going, someone gave us $10,000. That's amazing. But just, it doesn't look right. It is, 100, no, there must be, t- and I could not believe that someone gave us $100,000. And the miracle continues. Because when we got this building, someone gave us $40,000 so that we could get it ready. So you could sit in this place today. I think that's amazing. And it takes Courage. You know, it comes off the the $100,000. $100,000. That's a lot of money, right? $40,000, that's a lot of money. I don't know about you. Maybe for you it isn't a lot of money. God bless you. That's fantastic, right? But for me and for everyone else I know, that's a lot of money. And yet they had the courage to say yes. And then it took the board courage to say yes when I told them, Let's not pay off debt or pay for something in our church with this $100,000, but let's use this $100,000 to actually invest in our future. And, you know, God's put on my heart to go to Morayfield. Let's use this $100,000 as a say yes from God to go to Morayfield. And I want to tell you, I mean, like, boards have to be responsible for the financial well-being of the organization that they're a board member of. And I want to thank God that they weren't greedy and said, no, let's use this for us. But they were willing to to risk in a sense, because if you're doing something like this at the beginning, it is a risk. It is a step of faith. And so they had the courage to say, yes, let's do this. And what I loved about it, it wasn't like, all right, because you said, we'll do it, all right, you taught me, you know it, all right, we'll do it. No, there was, yes, let's do that. And so the board wasn't just kind of patting me on the back. They were saying, come on, let's do this together. The staff said, yes, let's do this together. And that was a wonderful thing. The board said yes, and that's where Morefield started. See, God wants to expand His kingdom. Our flesh wants to consolidate the kingdom. We're always tempted to consolidate rather than expand. But when you know God's in it, you just have to say yes. It took courage from Pastor Joe and Yovana to say yes to leading Morayfield. It wasn't like Joe needed another role, right? It wasn't like he's sitting there like, you know, half the week I've really got nothing to do. Might as well start something. Joe was already the busiest pastor on our staff. Makes us all look in, in shame, right? So, uh, and Yvanna must have wondered, am I ever going to see my husband again, <laughs> right? And uh, some nights is probably true, right? So, uh, but they said yes. Right? They said yes to putting aside their own comfortability, what was safe, what was sound, running a great youth group, running a great young adults ministry, having different ministries. They, they, they said yes. And at the same time, for a long time, they actually did all of those things. The team that we just said and we just saw, they had courage. They needed courage to say yes. Because for the last two years, they've done the work of the church every Sunday morning Versus just enjoying church. The majority of us, you you come to church. Music's there. Lights are on. Coffee's nice. You know, the kids are being looked after. Car parks kind of well. All sorts of things are going on. You just come and enjoy church. And that's fine. I'm not rebuking you. That's great. Right? But there's a whole lot of people who just work. And when you do a new work, right, you're doing everything. Right? You are doing everything. And you saw the team that week after week would, would set it up pack it down. Set it up, pack it down. Set it up, pack it down. And many of them getting up at 7am on a Sunday morning when they've got a busy week just to make sure that they served everyone with excellence, that takes some courage to say yes. So in the year of saying yes to God, knowing that to do so would take courage, we started a new congregation from scratch. And having Terry Young come on that first morning and furthermore, even prophesying over us, for me, was very encouraging. Because what I thought is that Terry, to be honest, had won his seat against the odds. It wasn't likely that he was going to be the member, but God knew different. Yeah. And God had a plan and he said, no, we need Terry there. And so Terry's there and I, and I love that. So it was a confirmation to me that Morayfield was going to succeed even if there were times it was going to be against the odds, and it was going great. Then came 2020, <laughs> COVID-19, and it changed so much. The word for that year, for two twenty, was take ground. And the, and the song that we used to encapsulate that was, I speak Jesus, right? As we speak Jesus over our circumstance... As we look to Jesus, consider Jesus, we are gonna see things added into our lives. It was a to me a, a very real word, a a good word. What taking ground to me in January and February meant to me very much changed in March. Right? It just it definitely changed. You know, I thought taking ground in January and February was just gonna get bigger, better, all of these other things. And then all of a sudden COVID happened and it's still Happening, And I want to thank you as a church that you've always just done what we've asked you to do. You know, Even today, having to register so that we can actually fill this building. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for not coming against us. Thank you for, for cooperating with us and being flexible in the times when we all of a sudden just had to make a massive change. I, I, I just say, give yourselves a pat on the back. You've been very easy to pastor uh, during this time. So, you know, church experts, church growth experts say you know you're on the right track when you establish something, when you can get over 100 people three weeks in a row when you haven't got a special event or a special speaker, where you've just got three normal Sundays and you had three normal Sundays with 100 people in a uh, in the place, then you're on your way. And guess what? the middle of March, we had three Sundays, three Sundays in a row where we hit over 100. And I was going, whoa. The problem was we didn't have the fourth Sunday for another three months, <laughs> right? And, uh, <laughs> and when it came back, trust me, it was nowhere near 100. It was nowhere near 100. The cinemas got closed. And Pastor Joe, being the ferret that he is, right, thank God for that, Secured—that is that a positive term, right? <laughs> secured a place for the church at the Australian Christian College, and that's where we've met there for the last six months. During COVID, with all this trouble, changing, and knowing, I—I to be honest, really wrestled what to do with Moray Field, right? I—I I, I thought, do we just close it? Do we just consolidate into Redcliffe and into Warner? And—and—and and, and to be honest, I did think for a long time the smart play was just to close it down and let's start it again when everything gets back to normal, whenever that might be in the year 2076, (laughs) right? See, my thinking and my making decisions was based in what the news was telling me, was based in all the media reports that I was reading and, and listening to, and there was a time where I allowed that to inform my decision-making. And it seems that in a crisis, that's the smart thing to do. You consolidate, you bring everything into a place where you can control. But that's not how God works. That's not what God does. God had said to us, you need to take ground this year. And every man may be a liar, but God is not. And when God says something, He's going to do it. And so I remember clearly one Tuesday night, I was driving home after darts, so I wasn't like in the glory. To be honest, I was actually listening to Pink Floyd, right? Like, now, that is a confession right there, right? I was actually listening to Tim Floyd driving home after darts at about 10 p.m., and I heard clearly the voice of the Lord. What a strange place. Like, really, you're listening to Pink Floyd in your car 10 at night after playing darts, Right? So in the, but it is, it's, it's amazing. I actually wondered why God's speakings to us is so random at different times. And then I worked it out, is that He doesn't ever want it to be a formula. You do this and you do that, and you step here and do that. He is God, and He'll decide when He intervenes. I don't, I don't think Paul was ready to have God intervene when he came and, and, and changed his life. He didn't know, and I'm glad that, that God speaking to me was really Him breaking into my world. See, but I don't, and to be honest, I don't actually hear those type of things so often. It's not like happening to me all the time, but this was real. And I knew that I knew that God had spoken to me. And this is what he said. He said, is that a taking ground decision? And in that moment, In that momentary download from heaven, God gave me everything that I needed to know. It's amazing how one thought, one little download from heaven can take 20,000 words to try and articulate and still doesn't quite capture what it is that God said. But all I knew that closing Morrowfield was a bad decision. And even if we were going to open it again in the future, closing it now was the wrong decision. And once you get the word of the Lord into your heart, what happens? You get energy and you get intent and you get vision and you get drive. And so we're going to make sure that our comeback was going to be better forever. And so we pursued getting a place. Everyone say a place. This is a place. This is the place that God has for us at this time. See, up to then, we were a service. We offered a service to the people of Morayfield and these environs. And it was a good service. It wasn't a bad service. It wasn't wrong. It wasn't negative. But now we're a place. Now we have somewhere on Monday and on Tuesday On on Thursday and Saturday morning, Saturday night. There is a place that God has and is here in Morayfield. We are building in the heart of Morayfield. See, a church isn't just a symbol. And this is what Terry was speaking about before, and I thought, did he read my notes? Right? A church isn't a symbol just to the community. A church is a symbol to the powers and principalities. Yeah. See, we live in a spiritual world. And to see something established on this earth, we must just see it established in the spirit. We must bind the strong man, Jesus said. And that's what a church does. It binds the darkness over a region, over an area, so that the light of the gospel can have its way. So Ephesians 3.10 says this, So that through the church, the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known, not to the people, but to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. This was according to the eternal purpose that He has realized in Christ Jesus our Lord. The church is God's eternal purpose. That's what we are. We are the purpose of God. The church shows God's wisdom to the rulers and the authorities in heavenly places. And when he established a church on this earth at Caesarea Philippi and said, on this I'll build my church, and he goes on and says, the gates of hell will not prevail. The gates of hell are not going to prevail against the church here in moraffield see when a church is established in an area hell can't win hell no matter how fortified no matter how big the gates are can stop the kingdom from coming in and that's why the devil hates a church being established because he can't stop her as much as darkness can't stay the moment you flick on the light hell can't stay the moment a church is established In an area, it has to go because we are more powerful. We do win in the end, as you read the end of the book. And that's why I do take this seriously. I take this very seriously. I've been on edge all week. I mean, no, I walked in here and I just started to cry to control my emotions because I'm serious about this. This is a spiritual thing. Yes, we are people. Yes, this is a natural building. Yes, this is more. But this is a spiritual thing. And God has men and women who are bound by the enemy right now. And he wants to see them free. And the gospel is going to be preached. And the gates of hell. The gates of hell. So never underestimate or cheapen the importance of a building in an area. It's not just a building, it's a church. And the church is God's eternal purpose to overcome the rulers and authorities of a particular area. And that's why I hate it when someone says, you don't have to go to church to be a Christian. And in some technical way, they might be right. But I want to tell you, they certainly aren't engaging in God's eternal purpose. The church is God's eternal purpose. That's his purpose for the church, so that we engage hell and we plunder hell and we populate heaven. You know, one of the best books I read was by Reinhard Bonnke. And Reinhard Bonnke, one of the great evangelists, who's seen millions, listen to what I said, millions of people come to Christ. And he called his book, Plundering Hell to Populate Heaven. That's what we want to do. Not really interested in someone coming from other churches and just coming here. That's not what we're about. We don't want to grow our church on, uh, what would say, immigration. Let's grow it on salvation. Yeah. right? Let's grow it on people getting saved. Yeah. You know, if God has a plan for your life, it only makes sense that you engage yourself in His purpose, His eternal purpose. It only makes sense that you would engage yourself in the church. See, Emerge Church here in Morayfield getting a building means we don't just survive. We're just not just here, but we're actually going to thrive. We are actually going to see something happen. We're not just going to exist. We are going to live. We are going to live. That's what this is about. God has a plan for Morayfield. God loves Morayfield. He doesn't want it to be called the so-and-so of the, of the place. He doesn't want that. He wants this place to thrive. He wants this place to be a great place. He wants this to be a place where families can come. He wants this to be a place of light. And there are many people who have yet to be connected. You know, they're going to be connected through our youth group. You know, our youth group is going to meet here. It's not going to just meet kind of like as an add-on to what we do at Warner, but they'll meet here. Their time's a whole every all of them will get together. But God has a plan for the youth. You know, for for, for many of these kids. If God doesn't intervene, their life story has already been, been been written. Right? They're just gonna be a statistic of, of pain. It's just gonna be a statistic of brokenness. But I want to tell you, God came to restore the broken. God came to restore the broken. And in our youth group, many young men and women are gonna have the direction of their lives. Because let's get them before they've already messed up or before the enemy has already messed them up. Let's get them and get them saved that their direction of their life is one of, of wholeness. You know, this morning, Pastor Shane Willard preached an incredible sermon. If you weren't able to hear it, uh, please listen to it on podcast. It was amazing. And he talked about a church needs to be a place of wells, not of fences. We need to be... So full of life, so full of, 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 of life-giving power that everyone who's thirsty gets filled. Not fences that, well, if you do this, if, if you act like that, if, if you're like this, right? That's, that's not who the church is really there for. You know, when I got saved, when I was 20 years old, I had no idea a church like this existed. I had no idea. I, I didn't know you could be a pastor. I had no idea. I walked into a place. I, I sensed something. I, I knew something. here. I actually lit up a cigarette because back then, it was a long, long, long time ago, you could have a cigarette in a, in a, inside somewhere. Right? And someone said, oh, you can't do that, sir. And he called me sir. I thought that was good. And then I listened to that message and something hit me in my spirit. And someone said, do you want to live the rest of your life for Jesus? And I said, yes, I do. Yes, I do. And this life was changed. And God has taken my life and he has given me a great life. So many great things have happened to my life. But, you know, there's a whole lot of Mark Elmendorps you know like who are 28 who are 48 who are 18 who are 16 there's a whole lot of mary Elmendorps, right right just like that's my middle name by the way right that's so the trivia right so uh, i've i've won every bad middle name contest no one has got a worse middle name than me right That's true <laughs> you can't marry i uh, People look at me when I give them my passport. because the only thing it's on. Right? So, <laughs> right? so uh, that's why I grew a beard. Right? But, uh, but uh, sorry, I'm, I'm getting sidetracked here. There are people that God said, More I feel for you. Emerge More I feel for you. That's where they're going to find their destiny. That's where they're going to find what, what God has called them to. And so we're going to partner with the people of Morefield. It yep. isn't just about us. So we're going to partner with a, a, a group called Aspire, which is a, a group that's wanting to make lives better for people who are unemployed and also help us with things like e-waste and uh, and get something happening there. So what a great community thing to actually partner with. We're going to partner with the different schools in this area and be a help to them. And help them with some of the kids that are that are in trouble. We're going to partner with the community service department. And Joe and Nikki have already met with the people from that government department. They said, well, you can be our church. And I go, yes, we want to be your church. That's fantastic. We're going to partner with Terry and in the things as he endeavors to make the area of Longman the most livable electorate in Australia. Amen? Amen? Amen. So we're going to do it through connecting. We're going to do it through the 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 power of the gospel. So many people woke up this morning in Morowfield. They got no answer to their poverty problem. They haven't got an answer to their addiction problem, or an answer to their unemployment problem, or their or their mental health problem, or their relationship problem. Jesus is the answer to that problem. And giving your life to the one who is your answer is 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 is, is what we're going to proclaim. We're going to proclaim Jesus from this place. It's not going to be how great Immersed Church is. It's going to be how great Jesus is. Because Immersed Church won't really change anyone. It's just like any organisation. It will have some effect. But when Jesus comes into our life, when Jesus comes into our lives, then something is going to happen. You know, there are many people who have been ripped off. See, when I was born, God had a destiny for my life. God had, had a plan for my life. God gave me a personality that, that, that loved people and, and all of those things. That's, that's what God made me to be. But then through the choices that I made and through the fact that I didn't know Jesus, slowly the enemy started to steal from me because that's what the enemy does. The Bible says that he comes to kill, steal and destroy. And had it not been for Jesus... At 20 years old, my life was already finished. That story was already done. Drugs abuse, alcohol abuse, chronic unemployment, chronic chip on my shoulder, all sorts of issues in my life because that's where I'd taken myself. And then I met Jesus and slowly he started to restore and he started to give me some mental health. He started to help me not to be addicted. He started to help me to to put some good things into my life and He started to add to my life and He started to add to my life and He started to add to my life to all that my life is today. Jesus Christ came to give life. The enemy comes but to kill, steal and destroy. And this is going to be a place where people are going to be restored.
1: See, when someone
0: comes to Christ, when someone comes, this is the revelation I felt God give me this morning, right, when I was praying. When, when someone, someone comes to Christ, Christ, we look at it as this new thing. But, but really, what it is, is that God, God just wants to restore them into being the person He made them to be. Right, An addicted, self-consumed person that really was uh, an enemy of society in so many different ways isn't who God made me to be. The enemy has stolen all of this stuff. And, and then, and as so I gave my life to Christ, the life of Christ, come, come, that He came and gave me life, and that's what's, what's going to happen. People are going to come to this place. place. People are going to come to this place. place, and bit by bit, God, God is going to restore. God, God is going to make them into, into the, person the person they were meant to be. God is going to use their personalities and their, and their uniqueness. uniqueness. See, God, God isn't, isn't a cookie cutter God. He's not saying, "Well, this is how you got to be to be a Christian." No, not at all. He's saying, he's saying, he's saying, saying let me tell you, he says, you come and, and I'm going to make, make you, you. I'm going to make you the man you are meant to be. Who you who become is not who you are meant are to be. be. I'm, I'm going to make, make you who you are meant to be. And you're going to have your personalities and your biases and your likes and your dislikes and your heritage and your environment, all those different things that are made you are going to come to the fore and God's going to use them. God's God's going going to use your your personality. That's that's what God God wants to do. He wants to restore. Jesus came to give life. And that's what I speak over Morayfield today. today.
1: That's That's
0: what's going to happen at Morayfield, Emerge Morayfield. God will restore and this will be a house of restoration. The kingdom of God will prevail and the gates of hell will not Withstand, stand. Amen.
3: Amen? So are so you going to stand, stand with, me with me in that?
0: In that? Yeah. Fantastic. Oh, I right. want pastor, pastor Joe and Yovana to, to come up. up. You, know, you know, this couple, couple are an amazing couple. couple. They, they have just worked so hard. And, and you, you know, know many, many things, things are good at a Merv's church. church. And I, and I, I can see sit there and say, gee, hey, I'm a good pastor. Look how things are But many things are because... People, People like, like Joe and Yvonne who just work so, work so hard, work so diligently, and, and have the, the anointing, anointing of, of God on their life. You know, you know Joe, Joe could easily be earning great money, and he was good, earning very, very a lot of money, money when he came, came into ministry. ministry. But, but he fought, took, took that aside, and, and he decided, decided "I'm, I'm going to pursue the things, things of, God. of God on my life." And, and it's, it's almost, almost ten years now that he's been. Was started as a youth pastor, and then he got married. How long ago? Four years, years ago, ago, and he bought Yovana, and, and he just grew so something much better was around, around him when that happened, right? And, and that, But they have, have just been, for me and Nina, Nina they've, they've just been incredible weight, weight carriers. They're, they're people that we can trust. They're, they're godly people. people. They're, they're anointed they're people. Anointed and they and they established group. Group. They've, they've established a great youth group. They've established a great culture within a merged Church.
1: But I want to say that what they have done
0: is nothing, is nothing in comparison, comparison to what God, God is going to take, take them through.
1: Yeah. Right. And I believe that we need to honor this
0: couple. couple. Right. Right. And I mean, we're we're going to pray for them in just a moment. moment. I would like, like the board and, the board and uh, uh, our pastoral, pastoral staff maybe to come, and, come, and we're just going to uh, lay hands, hands on them, and we're going to pray for them. So if you're board and staff, you start coming now. right? And we're just going to pray for them right now, because God is going to take this place, but it needs leadership. Right. Well, how Emerge Church runs is that direction and vision and, and guidance and, and, and leadership really comes from central but, central, but the ministry is localised. right? So what happens at Warner, what happens at Redcliffe, what happens at Warner is all singular. singular. It's all what's, what's happening there. there. But Joe, but Joe and Yovana are called to lead this congregation. Lead this congregation. Right. And, and they, they are, are men and women of God. They are a couple that God has anointed. And I'm so proud to see, because this, 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 this is just the beginning.
3: This is just the beginning. One, One of, of the
0: reasons, reasons I wanted everyone, everyone to come and to fill the building this building morning was that so, so when Joe and Ivana started, started to pray, they'd, they'd already, already seen a full, full building.
3: building. Right. Right. It's, it's not, not going really to look like this
0: next Sunday morning, morning. Do Do I right? I wish it was. Maybe I shouldn't say just negative things, right? But I wanted to see when they pray, This is what I see. That a faith comes into, comes into their hearts. So I want you want to stand. stand. You've been sitting a little while. and
1: I want, I want you to know. put your, your hands, hands towards them.
0: And we we're going to pray. pray. Where are you, Nina? Thank, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Father, I, I, I want to thank, thank you for this couple. Yes, thank Father, you. Father, I want to thank you, this couple, yes, you. Father, you, this couple, this couple that, that have given, given up much, much to serve you, O Lord. Father, in so many ways it would have been so easy for them just to, just to do, do their own thing, oh God, and work out their, their own kingdom, oh God, God, and it would have been a good kingdom. But Father, they've given it up so that they could, could serve your kingdom, or Lord. And, and Father, Father, I see, O oh Lord, very much into the future, O oh Lord, into, into heaven. And I see crowds of people that are there because of this couple, O oh God. Because they decided that they were going to serve you, O oh Lord, and put your kingdom first, O oh God. And Father, and make their lives about other lives, O oh God. Father, they completely, oh, God, example the, the two commandments to love you with all their heart, but to love others, O oh God. And Father, I pray, O oh God, that you would increase the anointing, increase the effectiveness, increase the wisdom, of oh God, increase the authority and understanding that's upon their lives, or oh God. Father, they would be able to lead this congregation, Father, into its next phase into what you have for it, or oh God. We thank you for the gift that they are to a merged church. We pray ahead your protection upon them, O oh God, in the name of Jesus, or oh God. And we pray, oh Lord, that you would bless them, O oh God, Bless them, O God. Make their marriage easy, O God. Father, make their finances and health well, O God, so they can concentrate, O God, on the things of your kingdom, O Lord. Father, bless their kingdom, O God, as they seek after yours first. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Fantastic. I'm going to ask Pastor Joe whether he just speak about, about some, some of his vision, vision that he has. has. For more, I Thank,
2: Thank you, Pastor. Pastor. Thank you, Pastor Mark.
3: On, On your seats, every second seat, seat, you would have found what we're praying
2: for. And I just want to invite you to take one, one of these home and join us as we pray. pray. Pray for laborers,
1: pray, pray for victory in people's lives, pray for growth
2: for this region. region. It's, it's going to be awesome.
3: Well, wow. wow. Isn't, isn't this awesome? awesome? Yeah. This, this is, isn't this is exciting. exciting. This is fantastic. What, what God, God is doing, is doing is and he's starting here. here. This, this is, is God's, God's house. house. This, so this is, is a house where Jesus is going, Jesus is going to meet
2: people. People are going to be changed by him. By his love. love. I've, I've
3: got, got a just a couple, couple of slides because I want to make a declaration, a declaration
2: that, that this is for Morayfield and beyond. beyond. Morayfield and, and beyond. You know, you know this, this, this is the suburb where putting we're putting the stake in the ground. ground yeah. But for up Upper Caboolture, 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 Caboolture Narangba, Olimba. All of these, of these places, places around here, out to, to Woodford, Woodford, and wherever, wherever God, God brings, brings people, people in, this is gonna, gonna be a hub in the community where they're gonna they're gonna, they're gonna, gonna encounter, encounter him in their, in their life. life. is gonna, gonna, gonna be changed, changed forever. forever. Murrayfield and beyond. That's what, what I, feel I feel from God for us. us. First so I, I wanna want just say thank you to Pastor Mark and Nina and honor you both because your vision is for forward thinking for, thinking, for moving forward, for, 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 for leaning into what God, God has for us, us. And you lead, you know, you know, this is all three locations here and a lot represented. They, they lead, lead us so well, don't they? They, they, they lead, lead us, us so well in what, uh, in what, what God has, has for our lives. lives. Next, Next I want to honor you, and, and just say thank you for standing by me. And all that you do, you are a blessing. The Bible says that I have received favor from the Lord because of you which is awesome. awesome. I I just want to quickly take take a moment too to publicly publicly honor dad and mum because they've raised me and they've they've never never given given up on me. me. Thanks.
3: Thanks Thanks for not giving up on me. Parents, don't give up on your children. children. Don't Don't give up on on them, even if they're difficult
2: children. children and push, push boundaries, boundaries that, that don't even exist. <laughs> <laughs> but there was, was a leader, leader inside of me, and they, and they helped form and fashion it. You know, our region, region is for Jesus. Yeah. Our, region. Region. our, our region. region. Our region. Tens, tens of, thousands of thousands of homes and tens of thousands of families, of thousands of families already live here, here and all of the suburbs, of the suburbs around. around. There, there is, is a lot of people. people. There's, There's over, over 22,000 people that live just in the suburb of Morayfield. It's a monstrous suburb, and that's that's just just this one. To put put it into comparison, Warner has 11,000. This suburb is huge, and there are so many souls. souls. You You know know what what Pastor Mark and Lena planted and put put a stake in in the ground over at Warner is what we're now doing here. here. We're We're planting and putting a stake in the ground, and look at our lives that have been changed because of the people that have gone before us, and what we're starting that little, that little push the of the first domino first is going to change, change people's lives. People, People live here that Jesus came for. The cross is our proof that, that we need him. We, we cannot do it without him. We need Jesus.
1: He came, came for us. The cross, the cross is
2: for them. them. The, the whole world, before they choose him, they the cross stands there as the proof that he loves them. them. The the Jesus loves the people of this, this region, region so greatly. We're here,
1: say, we're here to say,
3: we're here to say, we are here to, say, are here to get our hands dirty. <laughs> just, just like Jesus, Jesus we're going to go, go, go find those sheep, and, and we're, we're going to go through, through all of the dirt and, dirt
2: and grime where they wandered off to, and we're, we're going to get them, and get we're going to bring them back into the house of God. Amen? Amen. You know, Pastor Sean and Amelia, this is our region, this whole region, this is Our region, our region, our region, region. and it's it's for Jesus. Jesus. It's for for Jesus. Jesus. You know, Terry, this region is for for Jesus. Jesus. You know, know, i I got a a word for you during worship.
1: When When you you were were born,
2: God knew. When you were born, God knew that He was going to position you and you would be elevated to powerful influence. So I want to encourage you, that His hand, that his hand is, is on you. His hand, hand is, is on you. James, the, the battle, battle is the Lord's. It's the word I got for you just before. The battle is the Lord's. And aspire is anointed of God. aspire is, a anointed, of God, aspire is a anointed of God. Your heart, hear this, your, your heart, heart is after His heart.
3: heart. Souls. That's As you your defining word, souls. souls. Your heart heart is after after
2: God's heart. heart. He loves the people and he's going going to send send us his people. Mark,
3: you're going to see what what you feel.
2: What What you feel, you're going to see see it. it.
3: This region region is is for Jesus. Pastor Pastor Jason, Jack, young people, this region is for Jesus. Jesus. There's There's going
2: to be revival in the young people of this region. region. You know... Te- Terry and other people in, people in this region ask the great 12s, what do you want to? What are you going to do, do next year? year? Uh, I, don't I don't know, nothing. Really? Like, what do you want to be? What, what do you want to do? do? What, what do, do your parents, parents do? do? Oh, nothing. Just, Just sit, sit at home. That's, that's going to change. Because this region is for Jesus. Jesus. There's, there's a revival coming. Until, until the whole world meets Jesus, there's a void. There's a void. They've tried to fill it.
3: They've tried multiple
2: ways and multiple things to fill that void. There is a void inside of humanity's life, inside of their their being and their spiritual being. That Without Jesus, there's a decay and a death and a deadness. There's There's a void that cannot be quenched unless that water flows into their spirit and they come to life.
1: There's a void.
3: There's a void without Jesus, and there's only... One One way. way. They've tried tried so many many other ways, but there's there's only one
2: way to fill that void. And that that way way is named Jesus. Jesus. I am am the the way, the truth, and the life. life. No No one one gets gets to the the Father Father except unless unless they come through me. Relationship with with Jesus. Jesus. You know, there was a moment that Jesus walked among the people in his ministry time. And he comes to this village, this this town of Samaria. Samaria. And he comes, comes up, up to this, this well. This is one, one of Jacob's, Jacob's wells. This well and well, he, he stops because he's tired and thirsty from a, from a journey. And he, and he sits down, down and he sees a woman out. coming out. And this, and this woman, woman comes out and
1: she's got an incredible story in her life. She's, she's had, had five
2: husbands and the man that she's with isn't even her husband, husband yet, and yet. And they're, they're, they're not married, married and Jesus starts to unlock her eyes and tell her things about her.
3: She's She's tried tried so many many ways and so many things to fill that void, but it hasn't hasn't been filled filled
2: yet. When we we get get to this moment with Jesus, Jesus, John chapter 4, 4, verse 6 6 to 10, Jacob's well was was there, and Jesus, tired from the long walk, sat wearily beside the well about about noontime. And soon a Samaritan Samaritan woman came to draw water,
3: Jesus said to
2: her, please give me a drink. He He was alone at that time because his disciples had gone gone into into the village to buy some food. The woman was surprised, for Jews Jews refused refused to have anything to do with Samaritans. Samaritans. She She said said to Jesus, you are a a Jew, and I am a Samaritan. Samaritan. Why Why are you you asking asking me for a drink? Jesus replied, if you you only only knew the the gift gift that God God has has for you you and Who you you are speaking to,
1: you would ask
2: me, and I would give you living water. The The woman was surprised.
3: This region is going to be surprised, because Because Jesus Jesus is in town.
2: (laughs) They're going to meet Jesus. Jesus. They're They're going to be surprised. What a a church person person paid for my my groceries. groceries. What someone's Someone's telling me that there there is more. more to life. What? Someone Someone
3: saw saw me. Someone saw my pain. Someone
2: saw my my issues. Someone saw my my void. And they've they've given me an invitation to fill that that void. void. They're They're going to be
3: surprised
2: because Jesus is in town.
3: town. If If only only you knew the gift God has for you and who you are speaking to, to. you know, this region doesn't doesn't
2: know yet, but they're going to know. know. They're going going to hear hear about about that gift. They're They're going going to to see see that gift. There are thousands and thousands thousands of people here.
1: They're they're going to know that they belong.
2: That they belong belong to the the family of Jesus.
3: They're They're going to know Jesus
2: and they'll never be the the same again. again.
3: They're going to receive that water that only Jesus can give them. It's going to quench that thirst.
2: It's going to fill that void. It goes on in verse 11 and she, and she replies, but Sir, you,
1: you don't, don't have a rope or a bucket. Or a bucket.
2: You're, You're not giving, giving me what I think I, think I need. You're not, not telling you to me to do what everyone else has told me, told me, to, do has told me to, to do or take or live, or live like.
3: Or Can't, Can't you see?
2: Check, check this, this out. This well is very deep. deep. Where would you get this living water? Besides, do you you think you're greater greater than our ancestor ancestor Jacob, Jacob, who who gave gave us this well? How can you you offer better water than he and and his sons and his his animals animals enjoyed? Jesus Jesus replied, anyone who who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again. again. That
3: That void can't can't be filled unless with Jesus. Jesus. Because what what the world offers, you've got to keep going going back again again, and again and again
2: and again. But what Jesus offers the answer those Those who drink drink the water water i give will never never be thirsty again again. it It becomes becomes a fresh bubbling spring within within them giving them eternal life come on jesus is the answer answer. who you proclaim proclaim is the answer to all of the the issues issues that this world is encountering encountering. you are are the answer answer, jesus said. you you are the light to the world You You are are the salt to the earth. earth. You You are are the answer. And God has chosen you to be born when you would be born for for such a time as this. Because living inside of you is the Spirit of God that wants to go out there into the world until until they hear about Him. To To give them the answer that they need need to fill that void that they they need. Come on, they they need Him and we carry Him. We carry that fresh, bubbling spring of life that's, that's going to quench, quench their, their thirst, It's going to fill their void, void. amen. Come, Come on, they need him and we carry him. There's a world outside our window and we, and we need, need to take, take Jesus, Jesus out, out there. there.
3: Come Come on, I want to do something, something as I bring, bring this, this to a close. close. Would, you would you stand with, with me? Because I want to pray
2: for this place. place. I want to pray for this suburb. I want to pray for this region because this region needs Jesus.
3: This region
2: needs Jesus. Can I get the band to come back, please? Would you close your eyes with
3: me? God, firstly, we consecrate this place. This house is your house. We plead the blood of Jesus over it.
2: Jesus, your heart on that cross disregarding everything Everything that it meant, pushing Pushing through through for humanity. humanity. And And so God, that's that's what we want want. for For this place. place. God, God, we we exalt you. you. Jesus, Jesus, we we elevate elevate you. you. God, we, we put, put you on the throne of this place. Lord, we ask that this region, region would come to know you. Lord, we pray for the souls, for, for the families, Lord, for Lord, the, for the, for the, the widows, widows, for the children, for the families, Lord, Lord that, that, that don't, don't know, know you yet, yet. But, God, they are our brothers and sisters that are, are yet, yet to be adopted into the family of God. And, Lord, Lord we ask, Lord, we beseech heaven on their behalf right now as a people. Lord, we ask that we're going to see souls saved souls, souls, restored, souls restored souls set, set free god's soul set on fire for the things, things of god, god. Souls, souls that are, are going to change, change generational, generational curses lord, lord That are going to change generational poverty and issues and, issues, and Lord, these things, things that have been spoken over this region, region. lord we rebuke lord, them right now in jesus name and Lord, Lord, we we declare declare freedom. We we declare victory. victory. We We declare declare breakthrough. breakthrough. In In Jesus' Jesus' name, Lord, Lord, that your church, this church, church, all the churches around this region, Lord, Lord, are going to declare that we're going to see a revival in this place. place. In In your your name name we pray. Lord, Lord, the people are going to know you. They're going to belong to you. you. Lord, Lord, they're they're your family. family. You You love love them. Jesus, you came for humanity. Before we chose you, you first loved us. While we were still sinners, you came because you want us. And Lord, you want this region. So God, from this day on, we declare that this place is the most livable place. Lord, we declare that this place is going to be a place where people find you, find life forevermore. In Jesus' name we pray and everyone said, Amen, Amen, Amen.